Hello and welcome into a new episode. This is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nat Maymoudis, joined by Dave Maymoudis. And it has come to this. For the first time ever, the Sounders will not be in the MOS playoffs. Joining me on this sad day is Dave Maymoudis. David, how are you doing today? I am doing okay. You know, it's annoying to um, lose this streak. Um, and it's annoying to have our season end effectively, you know, sort of one game earlier than it should. Um, reflecting on it, you know, the question of where you put this season next to seasons where we've gone out in the first round of the playoffs, you know, obviously it's sad every time you accept that we're not going to win it all that year. Um, but I guess that's a question of, you know, how much, how much different is this than, you know, than a season where we did come into the playoffs and then not make it past the first round. So the Sounders were eliminated after falling 1-0 to SKC. Um, I said on my other show, On Football's Life, that uh, when we were previewing this this previous week, I said I wasn't worried about the Cincinnati game, but that it was going to be that final away game in Kansas City. I said that Kansas City is always a tough place to play, and that's how it ends. Um, so much of the Sounders' history uh, goes through uh, Kansas City. Obviously, it was after Kansas City uh, that we saw Ziggy Schmidt got, get fired in 2016. Um, are there... Any huge changes coming? Do you think anything? Uh, I don't think anything that drastic is going to happen. I don't think Smetzer is going to get fired. I don't think. I think you, after you win the CCO, you keep your job for at least the the year. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously people may have other opportunities. You know, the way we lost some of our assistant coaches. You know, last year wasn't really something we were we were expecting at the end of the season, um, which I think maybe did turn out to have a big effect. I, you know, I don't know. You know, obviously a big question is how everyone comes back from their injuries this season. Um, you know, what shape is Ladero in? How does JP return? Um, I don't think there's a reason why you look at this year and you think, oh, we have to fire everybody. Um, but, yeah. you know, so certainly when certainly one answer is just get everyone back, get everybody healthy and have the year we thought we were going to have, um, so we win were the club world cup, win yeah. the CCL again yeah. and, and, you know, do it's better. True. In the league we, get too. To, we get to go to the, uh, CCL, uh, so sorry, not, we get to go to the club world cup. Um, so that's going to cut down our off season. So that's a little good that our off season basically starts. Now, except for the fact that uh, this is still there is still one more game. Uh, it's against San Jose on decision day. Um, Smetzer has said in an interview uh, 
Um, and then, it, well, and Fry also rely, uh, relayed the information that anyone who feels like this game doesn't matter will be yanked off the field immediately. Um, I'm hoping that we get a big game um, in this game, and hopefully, I'm 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 thinking like seven, eight nil. Um, uh, I'm thinking whatever whatever we have to do to have the highest goal differential in the entire league, we're gonna break that uh, in this one game because there's no reason not to just play like a ten-one um, formation. Um, uh, in in my opinion, so there's okay. So let's there see. Be so a we're lot at, of goals. we're currently at plus one. Um, if you just want to beat LAFC, that would be twenty eight goals we need. Um, if you want to catch up to Philadelphia, that would be forty one goals. So it's, it's a good doable. target. It's doable against San Jose in some of their forms. It has been. We just need to be scoring about a goal about every two minutes. Every two or three minutes, which is doable. Yeah, you know, you just have to tell. Nico, to not take your shoe off every time, you know, keep it, keep the pace up. Yeah. Uh, so since the last time we talked with, there were three games. There was the game against Vancouver where we fell to one. There was Cincinnati and then there was this game against uh, Kansas City. Um, what were your thoughts on the refereeing in this game or just like how the team played generally? I would say like, yeah, while like there was so many times this season where we felt hard done by the referee, um, nothing too, nothing. And sorry, too, which game are we talking about? Rough. And were there any all particular three, incidents? In, in, all, in all three, that's what I'm saying that there were. Yeah. Any. You know, I mean, I, I think, Right. There certainly have been games where we felt we had harsh decisions go against us. I don't think, you know, there was anything like that here. Maybe balls bouncing against us. You know, one thing I wanted to talk with you about is um, I think this was the 15th one goal loss for the Sounders this year, which I'm beginning to wonder if that was some kind of a record. You know, the Sounders the only team tied apparently had... for the for the fewest multi-goal losses. With LAFC, um, I believe. With LAFC. So only twice did we get beat by more than one goal. And so the question is, you know, what does it mean that there were 15 games where we lost by one goal? And it, and it, you know, did feel like there were, you know, bad bounces, missed opportunities, you know, a lot, a lot of chances pretty much in these games, but also through the whole season where, you know, it's just not far-fetched at all to imagine 10 of those games going differently. And, you know, that would mean 15 points farther up the table if it had happened. Yeah. I think it's important uh, to remember um, uh, that uh, again, going into next season, it's not going to, it shouldn't be a complete overhaul of, uh, of the team. Um, and, uh, we, so we were, um, eliminated from playoff contention on the same day that Atlanta was eliminated from playoff contention and two big clubs, big history, big stadiums between us, obviously a lot of connections. They still have Gonzalo Pineda, but the clubs are at two very different stages, uh, right now. In which Atlanta is really looking at a full rebuild. Like this year, huge disappointment. Don't win anything. 
Um, no six, no, no CCL for them. Um, lots of drama with Joseph Martinez right now. Um, and they're looking at more of a full rebuild. And that's not what the sound, the Sounders should not be looking at a full rebuild. I mean, the Sounders have some old players and there's going to be players who are going to move on. Um, but the core of the, the Sounders will pretty much stay the same. What are your thoughts on, on uh, how many player on what players will be moving on just briefly. And what we'll talk about like uh, the off season in our season recap, where we'll pick our players of the year and our goals of the year uh, at, or around the same time, probably in December um, after the playoffs. Right. So, I mean, I know, you know, the, you know, I know you've been frustrated with Ariaga. I, I, um, am not convinced that he has nothing more to offer the Sounders. Well, Ariaga um, is not is not one of the players, even for for me, who I would say. Okay, you know, I mean, I know, you know, Leo Chu obviously is is the the one I would agree with you oh, that yes. you can you know write him off as a failed experiment. Um, I'm trying to think: is there anybody else who I would put in that category. Um, I think not, you know, pretty much. I mean, with, you know, new who is interesting. What about, I think, what about, I think maybe new who as advanced left winger, you know, I would, um, I would put in that category. Um, you know, Ladero is interesting. I think. Ladero did have a good season. He's just, he is just getting older. Right, every you know he's going to be he's going to be three months older when the system start when the season starts again, um, and I think, but I'm not I'm not willing I'm not ready to say you know you need to kick him out. I think you do need to make it so he doesn't need to be the one who covers the most miles on the team. So I think if you have, um, you know, healthy forwards, if you have um, JP and Rusnak there. And Ladero can, you know, make the movement that he wants to make, but not feel like he has to be absolutely everywhere. And and uh, Christian too, you know, if he's there and healthy, um, I think the load on Ladero is a lot lower, and you don't exploit his flaws as much. Now, what does that mean? You know, is he does he become less than a ninety minute a game player? You know, I don't know, but I'm. You know, I'm happy to let him return and, you know, let him see what he can do. Um, you know, and and obviously you can also imagine at yeah. some point he may want to move closer to family or something. And I, think I couldn't begrudge him that. Ladero is still a great player. I think he still could offer the team a lot. Though I will say, um, sometimes I, I sometimes it's nice when teams move on from, from players um, at a time when it's mutually beneficial and Ladero has given this team pretty much everything that we could ask for. There's nothing more, especially if we have success at the club world cup. Um, I think this was just the right time. He's been at the club since 2016. So a very, very long time. Um, the thing is like, just like specifically that I think the team will look like next that we should know for next year is that Ruznak needs to not be playing 
uh, the, in the, like the sixth defensive midfield role. That's not where he plays well. He plays much better when he is closer to goal. I think we clearly learned that in the games, and a lot of that was based on injury. And with Joe Paolo coming back, that will be huge. Same thing with Obed Vargas. The two of them coming back is going to be absolutely massive. And if they can stay healthy for the ne- for the entire next season, we are going to be super tough to beat. The other thing I'll what do you say think is, about the, 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 the Leva-Asensio pairing? Uh, I mean, I think Asensio and, uh, and uh, well, I, I think Atencio and Leva have played very well in the middle. Um, and they, that has been the right formation in this time where we don't have Paolo and Vargas. But uh, Paolo and Vargas are the better players and they will uh, keep those positions. Um. I will also say uh, that uh, about that in the last seven games, well, well, we got to see, but not seven games since he he came back in the in the game against Kansas City. But uh, in this last stretch, long stretch with Christian Rodon being injured, and it was the first time in a while where he being injured. And him not being on the field, and immediately when he came on the field in Cincinnati and in this game against Kansas City, he looked great. And it's we we often forget about just how much Christian Rodon brings to the team, um, and Christian Rodon will continue to bring good things. And um, in these last two, and uh, he's also someone who will be really wanting to score. Um, uh, a bunch of those 42 goals uh, in the game against San Jose because he has got to uh, he has to play hard if he's going to make the World Cup. But then again, um, but with that being said, I mean, group, Greg Berhalter has talked about there being like a, a mini camp for MOS players um, where then players who have teams who are eliminated would go train with Greg Berhalter early in October. Do you think that really would benefit Christian Rodon? Um, his team didn't make the playoffs, so he gets to spend more time there. Do you think that would improve his chances? Um, I mean, I think Berhelter really likes him, having him on the squad, having him around in training. I think, you know, realistically, he's on the edge of the men's, U.S. men's national team. So I think it's more a question of who's available um, and you know, in what form Christian is in. In your in um, your opinion right now, Morrison Rodon, who's going to the World Cup? Who which one of them is going to the World Cup? Or neither or or neither of them going right now, or is just one of them going? Um I kind of expect both of them will will make it. Um and I don't know really? if that's just my naive Seattle optimism or my low expectation of the U.S.'s chances where I sort of assume that there'll be, you know, more injuries and more inexplicable people being left out. Um, I don't expect either of them to play much, um, but it, it, you know, it, it feels like, um, it feels like Berhalter is leaning towards selecting them. Um, but again, you know, you're, you're much more of an expert on this than me. So I'll, I'll defer to your guesses. Yeah. Um, I think at this stage, um, I think Morris is closer. But again, Rodon 
like he has called Rodon and everyone now and with both of them I think they do have a, a good shot because he's calling them in every window and he's not playing them, but he continues to call them in. So that's still, I think that does mean something. Um, but yeah, we would like to see them get more playing time. Um, also for like players moving on, where do you think, uh, where do you stand on players like Freddie Montero and Will Bruin? I hope this isn't the last time we see them. I think, players like that there's more of a chance that they get released what do you think though yeah i mean i think um i think it's really harsh to say bruin could did, should have been doing better because bruin didn't play that much there were tons of times this season where i was like why aren't we bringing on bruin and we just didn't bring him on right i mean so i guess that's a separate tactical question about playing with a target forward versus you know, versus more of a false nine. Um, you know, I think both of them still have something to contribute. I don't think either of them is at a stage in their career where anyone's going to say, you know, oh, that was a game-changing signing, you know, for anyone. I mean, they're realistically, they're, um, you know, they're, they're bench-level players probably. Um, but I, you know, I love the history. I love their, I love their spirit. I would not be disappointed to see them, um, you know, to see them in the team. Okay. So now let's, let's go back to like the overall to, to again, back to just in general, Sounders missing the playoffs for the first time. The longest MOS uh, current uh, playoff streak is now held, held, by the New York Red Bulls, um, and uh, and I'm curious, Matt. Do you know if there are any other teams? Anything. You know how many other teams missed the playoffs for the first time this year? Uh, Charlotte, I'm aware of. Charlotte hasn't actually been eliminated yet. They haven't missed the playoffs yet. Okay, they, they're they're four points out, but they have two games. Um, okay, spoke too soon. Um, but anyway, I mean, yeah, I'm I guess that, sure. you know, I don't think there's another team who has missed the playoffs for the first time this year. What is so sorry, what what were you saying was the second active uh longest streak? It's it's the it's it the uh, the Red Bulls now have the longest playoff streak. At how many? It's a, um I, it's either 9 or 10. Okay. Is, is, and is was the Sounders the longest yeah. ever or just the longest to start the their tenure in the league? Uh, it was the longest ever. Yeah. And it's well, so, up there uh, is know. one of the longest in all professional sports, but that is still held by the Pittsburgh uh it's by by the by the Penguins. Yeah, obviously a hard thing to compare league to league, you know, with the relative range of how different playoff things work and one of those things that used to be very hard in baseball and is now getting easier and easier, not to take away from yeah. any other Seattle team's accomplishments. Yeah, so um, was, but let's talk about about that in the Sounders. On the same day Sounders were eliminated, we also saw that the 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 uh, Tacoma Defiance were eliminated from MOS Next Pro. They lost to these team from St. Louis. Um, since St. Louis had they 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 St. Louis really did build a club a team to play in MOS Next Pro. 
um, unlike a lot of the teams which were really just reserve teams. Um, so to come into finals after having an incredible season, um, they have been eliminated. Um, but then also some good news, OL Reign, they won the Shield. They will be hosting a playoff game. So there will be playoff soccer in Seattle. That game, uh, so the NWSL semifinal will be in Seattle. Hopefully they open up a, and they have. I believe the they're opening bowl. up the whole lower bowl yeah. and see tickets, I think, packed. go on sale today for that. It should be pretty packed, um, hopefully. Um, and then obviously with the, the Mariners, um, there are there are positives. Um, definitely it is in the year that the Mariners make the playoffs, um, Sanders not taking away much of their spotlight. The Sanders had their time with CCL. Um, anything else you want to add about uh, the, uh, the Sanders missing missing the playoffs or any other any other feelings? No, I mean, you know, I guess this, you know, this last game, it, you know, it, I guess the, the, the good part of it is, you know, it feels like the last five or six games have all been, had a playoff feeling, a must win feeling to them. And I mean, you all, know, so it still in, in all the games recently, especially in the Kansas City, we had chances. Every game we had chances could have gone differently if just a couple stuff went our way. Freddie Montero with so many with a lot of good plays. Um, the teams were trying were trying to have a setup. Um, it was there was a very real scenario where we were, where if we beat Kansas City, we were going to, all we were going to need is that was going to be Minnesota to lose, and we would make the playoffs, and it's a whole other. Oh, right. Broken. I mean, that's the that's one thing that's hard about it. You know, when it's looking like 46 points, you know, would have been enough to make it in. And that's just such a low target that, you know, it, it seemed unthinkable at the beginning of the season that we wouldn't get there. It's so even, especially in the fact that we would have made there because we would have had the most wins on all the teams that are around us. Um, so that being said, to end our to end our show for the MOS playoffs, because while we could say we would want to look away, we're not going to be able to look away. Who are you rooting for um, from, from East conference or, or who do you want to win it all? Uh, but let's, let's start with the West. Who are you rooting for in the West? I think I'm more or less anybody, but LA, LAFC. Um, so I guess maybe that makes, makes Austin be the, be the fan favorite from my uh, point no, of view. You can't root. You can't root for Dallas. You can't root for Dallas. You can't root for LA. You definitely can't root for Portland. Okay. Are you saying can't root for anybody from Texas or can't root from? Uh, I was saying Dallas, uh, okay. Austin, I, I, Austin, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, my belief is that it's, it's not actually Texas. Okay. Uh, um, and in the East, I, you know, I think it's hard. It's hard not to bet on Philadelphia in the East because they've been, uh, they've been making some things look so easy. Um, but to be honest, I just haven't been following the Eastern Conference so much um, this yeah, time. Yeah, no one cares about the Eastern Conference. Honestly, I think at this point, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I'd be happy if, if Philadelphia wins. Um, I prefer uh, uh, to New York or Nashville probably didn't win, so I wouldn't get roasted a lot. 
uh, with my team going out in the playoffs uh, on Football's Life, um, which you should check out. We will be covering all the playoffs as well. You, can, you should check out Football's Life wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out that show, footballslife.net. Uh, for uh, Scarves Up, remember you should follow this show on Twitter at the Scarves Up Pod. Follow the show on Instagram uh, at as well at Scarves Up Podcast on Instagram. Check out the website. Send us your questions at scarvesuppodcast.com. The season is over. We will be back uh, when we have an MOS Cup champion um, to talk uh, and name uh, uh, and do our full season review uh, for the 2022 MOS season. Uh, We will hopefully also be back. uh, I will be back sooner for a, a preview of the World Cup, or uh, we'll, we'll also do that after. So, a lot of fun stuff coming. Um, there are brighter things ahead. We will get past this. Um, for this next game against San Jose, the team is going to need all your support to score 42 goals. And with that, you are going to keep your scarves up. <laughs>